3. L. Clooney and A. Flower Girl are in the museum at Gothenburg. ABB 80. Agnes Dean. Bronze Medal. Cooper Union. Silver Medal. Massachusetts Charitable Mechanics Association. Member of American Watercolor Society. No reply to circular. ABBNA. Madame. Louise. Officer of the Merit d'Arts. Honorable Mention. Salon of 1881. Bronze Medal. Paris Exposition. 1900. Or Concours. 1903. At Exposition of Limoges. Born at Etemps. 1858. Pupil of Chaplin. Henner. And Carola Duran. She exhibited a portrait of Sarah Bernhardt. 1876. The Seasons. 1883, Portrait of Emma. 1887, Among the Flowers. 1893, An April Morning. 1894, Winter. 1895, etc. This artist has also executed numerous decorations for ceilings and decorative panels for private houses. Her picture of Breakfast in the Conservatory is in the Museum of Poe, Madame, and illustrated La Mer, by Mazeroli and has contributed to the Gazette de Beaux-Arts and several other Parisian publications, at the Salon of the Artistes Francais, 1902. She exhibited the portrait of Pierre, and in 1903 a portrait of the Countess P.S. Madame, and wears her hair short, and affects such absolute simplicity in her costume that at first sight she reminds one of a charming young man, in no other direction. However, is there a masculine touch about this delightful artist? She has feminine grace, a love for poetry, a passion for flowers, which she often introduces in her pictures. She has, in short, a truly womanly character, which appears in the refinement and attractiveness of her work. No reply to circular. Abbott, Catherine G. Bronze Medal, Paris Exposition, 1900, Honorable Mention, Buffalo Exposition, 1901. No reply to circular. Akilfoyeld, Mademoiselle. George, medal, third class, Versailles, 1888, honorable mention, Paris Salon, 1894, medal, third class, 1895, medal, second class, 1897, or Concours, bronze medal at Paris Exposition, 1900, officer of public instruction, member of the Société d'Artistes Français, born at Osnier Seine, pupil of Cabanel, Antoine Vallon and Leon Kummer, a painter of figure subjects and portraits. Several of her works are in private collections in the United States. Among these are the Flower Seller, the Knife Grinder, and de Richelieu's Love Knots, exhibited in the Salon of 1902, and Going to School. The Dull Season is in London, Cinderella and many others in Paris. This artist, when still in short skirts, sent her first picture, in the marketplace, to the Salon of 1884. She is most industrious, and her history, as she herself insists, is in her pictures. She has been surrounded by a sympathetic and artistic atmosphere. Her mother was an art critic, who, before her second marriage to Prince Sturberg, signed her articles Gustav Holler. Her home, the Chateau de Bicon, is an ideal home for an artist, and one can well understand her distaste for realism and the professional model. M.D. Richelieu's Love Knots is very attractive and was one of the successes of 1902. He is a fine gentleman to whom a bevy of young girls is devoted, tying his ribbons, and evidently admiring him and his exquisite costume. The girls are smiling and much amused, while the young man has an air of immense satisfaction. At the Salon of 1903 Mademoiselle, 
fit exhibited, lochitulius, tickling and, masturations. The first shows a young woman seated, wearing a décolleté gown, while a mischievous companion steals up behind and tickles her neck with a twig. It is less attractive than many of this artist's pictures. In 1890 Mademoiselle, fit painted a portrait of her stepfather and for a time devoted herself to portraits rather than to the subjects she had before studied with such success. In 1893 she painted a portrait of Rosa Bonheur, in her studio, while the latter paused from her work on a large picture of lions. This portrait presents the great animal painter in a calm, thoughtful mood, in the midst of her studio, surrounded by sketches and all the accessories of her work. In the opinion of many who knew the great artist most intimately this is the best portrait of her in existence. Mademoiselle, Fid, at different periods, has painted legendary subjects, at other times religious pictures, but in my judgment the last word are the least successful of her works. Her, Cinderella, is delightful, the two, merry wives of Windsor, sitting on the basket in which Falstaff is hidden, and from which he is pushing out a hand is an excellent illustration of this ever-amusing story, and, indeed, all her pictures of this class may well be praised, to the exposition of 1900 she sent an allegorical picture, called, The Gold Mine, a young woman in gold drapery drops gold coins from her hands, in the background is the entrance to a mine, lighted dimly by a miner's lamp, while a pickaxe lies at the feet of the woman, this picture was accorded a bronze medal, Adam, Madame, Manny, first prize from the Union of Women Painters and Sculptors, Paris, medal from the Salon d'Artistes Francais, and honors in many other cities, member of the Société d'Artistes Francais, born at Crest Drone, her studies were made under Jean Paul Lawrence, her pictures called, Comédie du Soir, and, Les Soir aux Martignes, are in private collections, Le Ramparts de la Ville Close, Concarnia, exhibited at the Salon Artistes Francais in 1902 was purchased by the French government. In 1903 she exhibited, June Twilight, Venice, and, Morning Fog, Holland, Adia Lespierari, Sophie Albertine, born in Holland 1808-62. In Stockholm she received instruction from the sculptor of Arnstream and the painter Ekman. After her father's death she went to Paris and entered the Atelier of Cognette, and later did some work under the direction of her countrymen Wickenburg and Walbaum. She had at this time, already made herself known through her copies of some of the Italian masters and Murillo. Her copy of the Sistine Madonna was placed by Queen Josephine in the Catholic Church at Christiania. After her return from Dresden where she went from Paris, she painted portraits of King Oscar and Queen Josephine. In 1851, having received a government scholarship, she went to Munich, Bologna, and Florence, and lived three years and a half in Rome where she was associated with Fogelberg, Overbeck, and Schnetz, and became a Catholic. During this time she copied Raphael's Transfiguration, now in the Catholic Church at Stockholm, and painted from life a portrait of Pius Ix, for the castle at Drottningham. She also painted a Roman dancing girl and a beggar girl of Terracina, Aarons, Ellen W.E.D.H.E.R.A.L.D., second top and prize, Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. Second prize and silver medal, Carnegie Institute, Pittsburgh, 1902, member of the Pennsylvania Academy, the Plastic Club, and the Pennsylvania Society of Miniature Painters, born in Baltimore, studied at Boston Museum of Fine Arts under Grundman, Champney, and Stone, 
Pennsylvania Academy under Thomas Aikens, Drexel Institute under Howard Pyle. Many of her portraits are in private hands. That called, sewing. A prize picture. Will be in the St. Louis exhibition. Her portrait of Mr. Elwood Johnson is in the Pennsylvania Academy. That of Mary Ballard a miniature was solicited for exhibition by the Copley Society. Boston. Miss Aarons is also favorably known as a designer for stained glass windows. Alcott. May Madame. Anirikair. Born in Concord, Massachusetts. 1840-79. A sister of the well-known author. Louisa M. Alcott. This artist studied in the Boston School of Design. In Krug's studio. Paris. And under Mueller. She made wonderful copies of Turner's pictures, both in oil and watercolors, which were greatly praised by Ruskin and were used in the South Kensington Art Schools for the pupils to copy. Her still life and flower pictures are in private collections and much valued. She exhibited at the Paris Salon and in the Dudley Gallery, London, and, student as she still was, her works were approved by art critics on both sides of the Atlantic, and a brilliant future as an artist was foretold for her. Her married life was short, and her death sincerely mourned by a large circle of friends, as well as by the members of her profession who appreciated her artistic genius and her enthusiasm for her work. Alexander, Francesca, born in Florence, Italy, daughter of the portrait painter, Francis Alexander, her pen and ink drawing is her best work. The exquisite conceits in her illustrations were charmingly rendered by the delicacy of her work. She thus illustrated in and published Italian legend, writing the text also. Mr. Ruskin edited her, Story of Ida, and brought out, Roadside Songs of Tuscany. Collected, translated, and illustrated by this artist, a larger collection of these songs, with illustrations, was published by Houghton, Mifflin and Company entitled, Tuscan Songs, A-L-I-P-P-I-F-A-B-R-E-D-I, Q-E-Y-R-I-N-A, Silver Medal at Perugia in 1879. Honorary member of the Royal Academy in Urbino and of the Academy of Fine Arts in Perugia. Born in Urbino, 1849. She was the daughter of the jurisconsult Luigi Olippi. She studied drawing and painting in Rome with Ortiz and De Sanctis. Following her father to Perugia in 1874, whither he had been called to the Court of Appeals, she continued her study under Moretti. She married Ferdinando Fabretti in 1877. She made admirable copies of some of the best pictures in Perugia, notably Perugino's Presbyo, for a church in Mount Lebanon, Syria. She was also commissioned to paint an altarpiece, representing St. Stephen, for the same church. Her interiors are admirable. She exhibited in interior of the Great Hall of the Exchange of Perugia, in 1884, at Turin. She painted two interior views of the Church of San Giovanni del Cambio in Perugia and an interior of the vestibule of the confraternity of St. Francis. Her other works, besides portraits, include an odalisk, an old woman fortune teller, and a St. Catherine, Allingham, Helen, honorable mention at Paris Exhibition, 1900, silver medal from Brussels Exhibition, 1901, bronze medal from the Columbian Exhibition, Chicago, member of the Royal Society of Painters in Watercolors, London, Born near Burton-on-Trent, 1848, began the study of art at 14, in Birmingham School of Art, where she remained about five years, when she entered the schools of the Royal Academy, where instruction is given by the Royal Academicians in turn. In 1868 she went to Italy, 
Her first exhibition at the Royal Academy occurred in 1874. Under the name Helen Patterson, her pictures were, Wait for Me, and, The Milkmaid. Since that time Mrs. Allingham has constantly exhibited at the Academy and many other exhibitions. Her pictures are of genre subjects, chiefly from English rural life and landscapes. She has also been successful as an illustrator for the graphic, the Cornhill magazine, and other publications. Her watercolor portraits of Carlyle in his later years are well known. She introduced his cat, Tib, into a portrait taken in his Chelsea garden. Among her most ambitious works are the Young Customers, the Old Men's Garden, Chelsea Hospital, the Lady of the Manor, Confidences, London Flowers, and others of kindred motives, the Young Customers. Watercolor, was exhibited at Paris in 1878, when seen at the Academy in 1875, Ruskin wrote of it, It happens curiously that the only drawing of which the memory remains with me as a possession out of the old watercolor exhibition of this year Mrs. Allingham's young customers should be not only by an accomplished designer of woodcuts, but itself the illustration of a popular story, the drawing with whatever temporary purpose executed is forever lovely, a thing which I believe Gainsborough would have given one of his own paintings for old-fashioned as red-tipped dresses are, and more precious than rubies. Notes of the Academy, 1875, Alma Tiediene, Lady Laura Teresa, Gold Medal at International Art Exhibition, Berlin, 1876, Medal at Chicago, 1893, Second Class Medal at Paris Exhibition, 1900, Born in London, from early childhood this artist was fond of drawing and had the usual drawing class lessons at school and also drew from the antique in the British Museum. Her serious study, however, began at the age of 18, under the direction of Lawrence Almutadema. Her pictures are principally of domestic scenes, child life, and other genre subjects. Battledore and Shuttlecock is an interior, with a graceful girl playing the game, to the amusement of a young child sitting on a nurse's lap. The room is attractive, the accessories well painted, and a second girl just coming through the door and turning her eyes up to the shuttlecock is an interesting figure. Of quite a different character is the picture called, In Winter. The landscape is very attractive. In a sled, well wrapped up, is a little girl, with a doll on her lap, the older boy brother, who pushes the sled from behind, leaning over the child, does his part with a will and the dignified and serious expression on the face of the little girl in the sled indicates her sense of responsibility in the care of the doll as well as a feeling of deep satisfaction in her enjoyable outing. Among the more important pictures by Lady Alma are Heshabai, Parting, in the Art Gallery at Adelaide, New South Wales, Silent Persuasion, The Carol, and Satisfaction, her picture in the Academy Exhibition, 1903. A Dutch interior with a young mother nursing, the firstborn, was much admired and was in harmony with the verse. Lie on mother's knee, my own, dance your heels about me, apples leave the tree, my own, soon you'll live without me, amen, Madame J. Honorable Mention, Paris, 1901, no reply to circular, A-N-G-U-I-S-C-I-O-L-A, Lucia, a pupil of her sister Sophonisba, painted a life-size portrait of Pierre Maria a physician of Cremona, it is in the gallery of the Prado, Madrid, and is signed, Lucia and Visola Amilcar's, Ethnic Lessons, Lucia's portrait of her sister Europa is at Brescia, some authorities believe that the small portrait in the Borghese gallery is by Lucia, although it has been attributed to Sophonisba, 
Vasari relates that Europa and a younger sister, Anna Maria, were artists. A picture of the Holy Family, inscribed with Europa's name, was formerly in the possession of a vicar of the Church of San Pietro. It was of far less merit than the works of her sisters. Angiuisciola, Esofolaniasba, born in Cremona, about 1539, daughter of the patrician, Amilcar Anguisiola, whose only fame rests on the fact that he was the father of six daughters, all of whom were distinguished by unusual talents in music and painting. Dear old Vasari was so charmed by his visit to their palace that he pronounced it the very home of painting and of all other accomplishments. Sophonisba was the second daughter. The actual date of her birth is unknown, but from various other dates that we have concerning her, that given above is generally adopted. She was educated with great care and began her study of drawing and painting when but seven years old, under the care of Bernardino Campi, the best artist of the five Campi of Cremona. Later she was a pupil of Bernardino Gatti, Il Soldiero, and in turn she superintended the artistic studies of her sisters. Sophonisba excelled in portraits, and when 24 years old was known all over Italy as a good artist. Her extraordinary proficiency at an early age is proved by a picture in the Yarborough Collection, London a portrait of a man, signed, and dated 1551, when she was not more than 12 years old, when presented at the court of Milan, then under Spanish rule. Sophonisba was brought to the notice of Philip II, who, through his ambassador, invited her to fill the office of court painter at Madrid. Flattering as this invitation must have been to the artist and her family, it is not surprising that she hesitated and required time for consideration of this honorable proposal. The reputation of the ceremonious Spanish court, under its gloomy and exacting sovereign, was not attractive to a young woman already surrounded by devoted admirers, to one of whom she had given her heart, the separation from her family, too, and the long, fatiguing journey to Spain, were objections not easily overcome, and her final acceptance of the proposal was a proof of her energy and strength of purpose. Her journey was made in 1560 and was conducted with all possible care for her comfort. She was attended by two noble ladies as maids of honor, two chamberlains, and six servants in livery in truth. Her mode of traveling differed but little from that of the young ladies of the royal family. As she entered Madrid she was received by the king and queen, and by them conducted to the royal palace. We can imagine Sophonisba's pleasure in painting the portrait of the lovely Isabella, and her pictures of Philip and his family soon raised her to the very summit of popularity. All the grandees of Madrid desired to have their portraits from her hand, and rich jewels and large sums of money were showered upon her, gratifying as was her artistic success. The affection of the queen, which she speedily won was more precious to her. She was soon made a lady-in-waiting to her majesty, and a little later was promoted to the distinguished position of governess to the Infanta Clara Eugenia. That Sophonisba fully appreciated her gentle mistress is shown in her letter to Pope Pius I.D., who had requested her to send him a portrait of the queen. She wrote that no picture could worthily figure the royal lady, and added, if it were possible to represent to your holiness the beauty of the queen's soul, you could behold nothing more wonderful. The Pope bestowed rich gifts on Sophonisba, among which were sacred relics, set with gems. He also wrote an autograph letter, still in existence, in which he assured her that much as he admired her skill in painting, he had been led to believe this the least of her many gifts. 
Sophonis soon gained the approval of the serious and solemn king. For while Philip was jealous of the French ladies of the court and desired Isabella to be wholly under Spanish influence, he proposed to the artist a marriage with one of his nobles, by which means she would remain permanently in the queen's household. When Philip learned that Sophonis was already betrothed to Don Fabrizio di Moncada a Sicilian nobleman in spite of his disappointment he joined Isabella in giving her a dowry of 12,000 crowns and a pension of 1,000. It would seem that one who could so soften the heart and manners of Philip I.I., as did Queen Isabella, must have had a charm of person and character that no ordinary mortal could resist. One is compelled to a kindly feeling for this much-hated man, who daily visited the Queen when she was suffering from smallpox. In her many illnesses he was tenderly devoted to her. And when we remember the miseries of royal ladies whose children are girls, we almost love Philip for comforting Isabella when her first baby was not a son. Philip declared himself better pleased that she had given him a daughter, and made the declaration good by devotion to this child so long as he lived. Isabella, in a letter to her mother, wrote, But for the happiness I have of seeing the king every day I should find this court the dullest in the world. I assure you, however, madam, that I have so kind a husband that even did I deem this place a hundredfold more wearisome I should not complain. While Sophonis was overwhelmed with commissions in Spain, her sisters were far from idle in Cremona. Europa sent pictures to Madrid which were purchased for private collections, and a picture by Lucia is now in the gallery of the Queen at Madrid. When the time for Sophonis Ba's marriage came she was sorry to leave her second home, as she called Madrid. And as Don Fabrizio lived but a short time, the king urged her to return to Spain, but her desire to be once more with her family impelled her to return to Italy. The ship on which she sailed from Sicily was commanded by one of the Lomolini, a noble family of Genoa, with whom Sophonisba fell so desperately in love that she offered him her hand which, says her biographer, he accepted like a generous man. Does this mean that she had been ungenerous in depriving him of the privilege of asking for what she so freely bestowed? In Genoa she devotedly pursued her art and won new honors, while she was not forgotten in Madrid. Presents were sent her on her second marriage, and later the Infanta Clara Eugenia and other Spaniards of exalted rank visited her in Genoa. Her palace became a center of attraction to Genoese artists and men of letters, while many strangers of note sought her acquaintance. She contributed largely to the restoration of art and literature to the importance that had been accorded them in the most brilliant days of Genoese power. We have not space to recount all the honors conferred on Sophonisba, both as a woman and an artist. She lived to an extreme old age, and, although she lost her sight, her intellect was undimmed by time or blindness. Vandyck, who was frequently her guest, more than once declared that he was more benefited by the counsels of the blind Sophonis than by all his studies of the masters of his art. From a pupil of Rubens this was praise indeed. The chief characteristics of Sophonis Ba's painting were a grace and spirit. Her portrait of herself when at her best is in possession of the Lomolini. A second is the splendid picture at Altorp, in which she is represented as playing the harpsichord. One can scarcely imagine a place in which a portrait would be more severely tested than in the gallery of the Earl of Spencer. Beside portraits of lovely women and famous men, painted by master artists, yet this work of Sophonis Bas is praised by discerning critics and connoisseurs. Of the other portraits of herself, that in the Uffizi is signed by her as, of Cremona, which suggests that it was painted before she went to Spain. 
that in the Vienna Gallery is dated 1551, and inscribed Shafonis Anguizola, Virgo, S.C., Ipsum Facet, still another, in which a man stands beside her, is in the Siena Gallery, he holds a brush in his hand, and is probably one of her masters, her portrait of her sister's playing chess, while an old duenna looks on, was in the collection of Lucia Bonaparte and is said to be now in a private gallery in England, her religious pictures are rare, a marriage of St. Catherine is in the gallery at Wilton House, she painted several pictures of three of her sisters on one canvas, one is in the National Museum of Berlin, and a second, formerly in the Luchtenberg Gallery, is in the Hermitage at Petersburg, a small holy family, signed and dated 1559, belonged to the art critic and author, Morelli, one regrets that so remarkable a woman left no record of her unusual experiences, how valuable would be the story of Don Carlos from so disinterested a person, how interesting had she told us of the B.A.L. mask, given by Isabella in the fashion of her own country, when Philip condescended to open the ball with the Queen, or of the Sylvan Fates at Arangelas, and of the gardens made under the direction of Isabella, of all this she has told us nothing. We glean the story of her life from the works of various authors, while her fame rests securely on her superiority in the art to which she was devoted. A. N. C. H. R. Anna Christine, genre painter, won high praise at Berlin in 1900 for two pictures, Tischbett, which was masterly in its smoothness and depth of expression, and Ein Blind Frau in Erostube, in which the full sunlight streaming through the open window produced an affecting contrast. She was born at Skagen. 1859, the daughter of Eric Brandom, and early showed her artistic tendencies. Michael and for whom she married in 1880 noticed and encouraged her talent, which was first displayed in small crayons treating pathetic or humorous subjects. From 1875-78 she studied with Kin, and later more or less under the direction of her husband. She has painted exclusively small pictures, dealing with simple and natural things, and each picture, as a rule, contains but a single figure. She believes that a dilapidated Skagen hovel may meet every demand of beauty. Madja Pluckern, Dull Plucking, exhibited in 1883, has been called one of the most sympathetic and ineffective pieces of genre painting ever produced by a Danish artist. An old woman of Skagen, a mother and child, and coffee is ready, were among the most attractive of her pictures of homely, familiar Danish life. The last represents an old fisher who has fallen asleep on the bench by the stove, and a young woman is waking him with the above announcement. A funeral scene is in the Copenhagen Gallery. The coffin is hung with green wreaths, the walls of the room are red, the people stand around with a serious air. The whole story is told in a simple, homely way. In the history of modern painters, we read, all her pictures are softly tender and full of fresh light. But the execution is downright and virile. It is only in little touches in fine and delicate traits of observation which would probably have escaped a man, that these paintings are recognized as the work of a feminine artist, A. and Igna, Madame, Helen Marie, born at Milan, pupil of her husband, Jean-Pierre Andina, and of Delacroix, her best works are small genre subjects, which are excellent and much admired by other artists, in 1877 she exhibited at the Paris Salon, on Nanterpont, and the New Cider in 1876, an interior at St. Briac, and a stable in 1875, Tanvielo Crucialo, etc. Appia, Madame, Teresa, member of the Society of the Permanent Exposition of the Athene, 
Geneva, born at Lausanne, pupil of Murdersy and Rodin at Paris, Madame, Appia, before her marriage, exhibited at the Paris Salon several years continuously, since then she has exhibited at Turin and Geneva, she has executed many portrait busts, among them are those of M. Guillaume Manot, Paris, Commander Paul Naylor, and a medallion portrait of Pere Hyacinth, etc. Argyle, Her Royal Highness, the Princess Louise, Duchess of, this artist has exhibited her work since, 1868, although her sketches in watercolor are clever and attractive, it is as a sculptor that her best work has been done, pupil of Sir J. Bone, R.A. Her unusual natural talent was carefully developed under his advice, and her unflagging industry and devotion to her work have enabled her to rival sculptors who lie by their art, her busts and lesser subjects are refined and delicate, while possessing a certain individuality which this lady is known to exercise in her direction of the assistant she is forced to employ. Her chief attainment, the large seated figure of Queen Victoria in Kensington Gardens, is a work of which she may well be proud. Of this statue Mr. M. H. Spielman writes, the setting up of the figure, the arrangement of the drapery, the modeling, the design of the pedestal all the parts, in fact are such that the statue must be added to the short list of those which are genuine embellishments to the city of London. The Duchess of Argyle has been commissioned to design a statue of heroic size, to be executed in bronze and placed in Westminster Abbey, to commemorate the colonial troops who gave up their lives in South Africa in the Boer War. Arnold, Annie Armiarr Wileys, born at Birkenhead, a Scotch miniature painter, studied in Edinburgh, first in the School of Art, under Mr. Hodder and later in the life class of Robert McGregor, afterward in Paris under Benjamin Constant. Mrs. Arnold writes me that she thinks it important for miniature painters to do work in a more realistic medium occasionally, and something of a bolder character than can be done in their specialty. She never studied miniature painting, but took it up at the request of a patroness who, before the present fashion for this art had come about, complained that she could find no one who painted miniatures. This lady gave the artist a number of the girl's own journal, containing directions for miniature painting, after which Mrs. Arnold began to work in this specialty. She has painted a miniature of Lady Evelyn Cavendish, owned by the Marquis of Lansdowne, others of the Earl and Countess of March and Kelly, the first of which belongs to the Royal Scottish Academy, one of Lady Helen Vincent, one of the daughter of Lionel Phillips, a squire, and several four prominent families in Baltimore and Washington. Her work is seen in the exhibitions of the Royal Academy, London. In 1903 she exhibited miniatures of Miss M. L. Fenton, the late Mrs. Cameron Corbett, and the Han, Thomas Erskine, younger son of the Earl of March and Kelly. No reply to circular. A.S.S.C.H.E. A.M.E.L.I. Van, portrait painter and court painter to Queen Louise Maria Belgium. She was born in 1804, and was the daughter of Henri-Jean Van Eschade. Her first teachers were Mademoiselle, F. Lagerenin and D'Antissire, she later went to Paris, where she spent some time as a pupil of Millet. She made her debut at Ghent in 1820, and in Brussels in 1821, with watercolors and pastels, and some of her miniatures figured in the various exhibitions at Brussels between 1830 and 1848, and in Ghent between 1835 and 1838. Her portraits which are thought to be very good likenesses, are also admirable in color, drawing, and modeling, and her portrait of Leopold I which she painted in 1839, one for her the appointment at court, ASSCHE, 
Isabel Catherine Van. She was born at Brussels, 1794. Landscape painter. She took a first prize at Ghent in 1829, and became a pupil of her uncle, Henri Van Eschade, who was often called the painter of waterfalls. As early as 1812 and 1813 two of her watercolors were displayed in Ghent and Brussels respectively, and she was represented in the exhibitions at Ghent in 1826, 1829, and 1835, at Brussels in 1827 and 1842, at Antwerp in 1834, 1837, and 1840, and at Lutich in 1836. Her subjects were all taken from the neighborhood of Brussels and one of them belongs to the royal collection in the pavilion at Harlem. In 1828 she married Charles Leon Kent, ADHE Louise, first prize and honorable mention, class Gillet and A. Bear, 1888, class Bovey, first prize, 1889, academy class, special mention, 1890, school of arts, special mention, or concours, 1891, also, same year. First prize for sculpture, offered by the Society of Arts, first prize offered by the Secretary of the Theatre, 1902, member of the Union de Femmes and Cercle Artistique, born at Neuchâtel, studies made at Geneva under Madame, Cartaret and Madame, Gillet and Professors Hébert and B. Penn, in drawing and painting, and Bovey, in sculpture, and of various masters in decorative work and engraving, has executed statues, busts, medallion portraits, has painted costumes, according to an invention of her own, for the Theatre of Geneva, and has also made tapestries in New York. All her works have been commended in the journals of Geneva and New York. Austin, Winifred, member of Society of W.